breeze. Buck Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show with two Jack Benny shows, one Phil Harris sandwiched in between. I hope you enjoy these. Anyway, it's 2018. It's a hard time of year for me because at school, there's just so much to get done and everything. But we had a last day of school yesterday and now we're off. So that feels great. Uh, I wanted to thank Rachel and Molly and Fergus for being great listeners for so long and just um, making me feel so good about the podcast that I keep on wanting to doing it, the podcast over again. Uh, John also sends me some wonderful information. He's been a long, long time listener. And uh, also Tom sent me a really nice note um, about how much the podcast has meant to him. And that just helps me want to keep going and keep doing the podcast. Uh, a lot of folks mention that it helps them in some way or another. Uh, I don't think it helps so much as it's a pleasant distraction from sometimes when life gets a little hard. And it's a distraction for me as well, so it's a good thing for all of us. Now, uh, part of that distraction recently has been, I mentioned that there was an error in one of my shows somewhere. And uh, and it, it was from like five or ten years ago, so I don't even remember which show it was. I'm sure I'll come on here at some point with an old intro that's going to explain what the error was. But I had a lot of people send me an information uh, about a recent podcast I made. Uh, I had Karen send in, and I had Michael send in. And they were guessing that it was the fact that I said, uh, what did I say? Instead of Morton Downey Jr., I said Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, of course, he's famous for being uh, Iron Man, but, but he's not related to Morton Downey Jr. And what I was trying to get across was that Morton Downey Sr. and Morton Downey Jr. were both in entertainment and uh, Morton Downey Sr. was a singer, Morton Downey Jr., of course, a talk show host. The other mistake I knew I'd made that no one's pointed out, I don't think, is the fact that I mentioned that Doris Day would be the guest on the Railroad Hour with Gordon McRae, when in reality it was Dinah Shore. And I always get Dinah Shore and Doris Day mixed up. When I was doing the podcast, I was going, I was there and where I had to commit to saying somebody's name. And so I just thought, oh, there's a 50-50 chance. And I just said it, and I said the wrong name. But I was wondering if anybody would catch it. No one apparently has. So, so that was another error. Uh, what these make me see is just how many errors I do make in the podcast, which is a lot, but that's all right. Uh, tonight's show's fantastic. We have uh, Palm Springs Christmas with um, Jack and the gang. And it's just a fun episode. I used one of the songs from this episode to make my... Jack Benny Christmas album so you get a chance to see where that comes from uh, also we have in Phil Harris's The Chaperone episode some Christmas references in there it's fun, it's fun to think of Phil Harris being a chaperone to anything and, uh, and then on top of that at the end we have another Christmas shopping episode which is fantastic with a very long intro from me from about 5 years ago or something, maybe 10, who knows Anyway, that intro covers the longest laugh, and then that's something that's talked about from time to time, so I think it's a decent intro. Uh, and when I ever in the old intros, I mentioned anything about um, Dropbox and how to uh, donate 
Dropbox space to me or something, just know to ignore that. I don't do it that way anymore. I just pay for the Dropbox space. And so uh, we pay about $200 a year to have two terabytes of Dropbox space. And that's enough for us for right now. And I just thank all you donators for helping cover the cost of the Dropbox space to co to hold all my files just in case my hard drive goes down or anything. Also makes it easier to share it out with all you folks. And to, I don't know if I mentioned it, but to Tom and Karen, I'm definitely going to send you links to all of the Jack Benny podcasts I've done just because uh, I said whoever won would get that. And I had both of you try so hard to win that I thought, oh, I'll just do it for both people. Anyway, without further ado, Merry Christmas. Enjoy these wonderful episodes. I hope you have a great holiday season. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. The cigarette that tastes better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. If you want better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste yet. It's the toasted Cigarette, they take fine tobacco, it's light, tobacco, it's mild, tobacco too. And it's toasted, yes, it's toasted, because the toasting brings the flavor right through. So to get better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste, yet it's the toasted cigarette. This is Don Wilson, friends. I guess you all have heard of Bill Corum, the famous sports columnist, who's also president of Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, he's one of the many millions of people who smoke Luckies, and this is what he says about them. I smoke Luckies because they give me the enjoyment I like, and they taste better than any other cigarette to me. Now, Bill Corum's reason for smoking Lucky Strike is the same one most Lucky smokers give, better taste. What makes a Lucky taste better? It's toasted to taste better. Now, Lucky's better taste begins with fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And then that tobacco is toasted. It's toasted. The famous Lucky Strike process brings Lucky's fine tobacco to its peak of flavor, tones up this naturally mild, good-tasting tobacco to make it taste even better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. That's why at Christmas time in particular, so many people give and get cartons of Lucky's. A brightly decorated carton of Lucky Strike says, Merry Christmas and Happy Smoking 200 times. Remember cartons of Lucky's, so nice to give, so wonderful to get. From Palm Springs, California, the Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Donald. Ladies and gentlemen, as always at the height of the tourist season here, Palm Springs is just full of celebrities. But now I give you the celebrity the whole town is talking about because he's the only one paying summer rates. And here he is, Jack Benny! Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I don't care if the whole town is talking about me, because in Palm Springs, talk is the only thing that's cheap. <laughs> Believe me, huh? Yeah, I know what you mean, Jack, but I've worked out a pretty good deal where I'm staying. Where, at the Biltmore? Yeah, I get 50% off of my bill, and in return, I put in three hours a day as a lifeguard. And yesterday, I... Wait a minute, wait a minute, Don, wait a minute. You did say lifeguard. Yeah, yeah Why? Well, it's just that I picture you more as a life raft. <laughs> With a pontoon and back there. Well, you can joke all you want, but yesterday a man called for help and I dived into the pool and saved him. Really, Don? Yes, sir. And you should have heard the way they bawled me out. Bawled you out? You saved a man's life, didn't you? Yeah, but when I jumped in the pool, three people sitting on the lawn almost drowned. <laughs> And I've been telling everyone it rained yesterday. <laughs> but, Don... Oh, Jack, Jack. Yes, Bob? Say, uh... Bob Crosby, ladies and gentlemen. What, uh, what is it, Bob? Well, before we go any farther with the show, I'd like to take a roll call of the orchestra. <laughs> a roll call? Of the orchestra? That's We've never right. done that before. Well, believe me, Jack, I know what I'm doing. Well, all right. If you have to, go ahead, Bob. Okay. George. Here. Kerchief. Here. Songer. Here. Remley. <laughs> Bob. Bob, I want to ask you. Bob, why... Why do you have to go through this roll call? Oh, I always do when we're out of town. But why? Why? Oh, I have to. I'm responsible to their Los Angeles parole board. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, don't let me stand in the way of the law. Hardy? Here. Tackerberry? Wait a minute. Tackerberry's one of my writers. He's on parole, too. <laughs> he keeps talking about the pen. I thought he meant paper mate. <laughs> I'm sure glad that all the boys are now if we can Oh, hello, Mary Oh, hello, Jack I'm sorry I'm late, Jack But I was taking a golf lesson at Tamarisk And I just didn't notice the time That's all right, Mary So Ellsworth Vines gave you another lesson, eh? No, I switched to one of the other fellas. What was wrong? I find out he's married. <laughs> well, look, Mary, you don't have to make any dates here in Palm Springs. If you want to go out with someone, I'm here. Oh, no, Jack, not with you. What? Your idea of an exciting time here is to walk down Palm Canyon Drive and watch people put nickels in the parking meters. <laughs> yeah. Saturday was a dilly. <laughs> $163.45. Let's get on with the show, because tonight we're... Uh-oh. What's the matter? Here comes Dennis. Well, what about it? You know, Mary, every time that kid opens his mouth, he says something silly, and I'm aggravated for the rest of the week. But this time, he's not getting away with it. I'm ready for him. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. Boy, two weeks in Palm Springs has sure made you look different. You see, Mary, he's starting already. <laughs> I'm sorry I haven't been able to see more of you up here, but I've been very busy. 
Busy, huh? What have you been doing? Oh, swimming a little every day, getting lots of sleep, eating good food, and catching up on my reading. You're reading, huh? Yeah, it's nice and quiet up here, and I can concentrate. Hamlet requires a lot of attention. Hamlet, huh? I consider Hamlet. it to be Shakespeare's finest work. Although I'd be the first to admit there are great qualities in Macbeth, Julius Caesar, and Othello. But to my way of thinking, Hamlet offers more scope and penetrates with a deeper insight into human nature. That's enough, Dennis. I won't listen to that kind of talk. But, Jack... I don't care. I'm on a vacation. I'm not going to let him aggravate me. But, Jack, he hasn't said anything silly. I know, and he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> You're deliberately trying to annoy me Oh, no, I'm not, Mr. Benny Then how come you're talking intelligently? I can't help it I was out in the sun too long <laughs> Huh? But I discovered a way to keep cool You did? Yeah, I get a big punch bowl Fill it full of shaved ice Put in three lemons Two oranges Some ginger ale A quarter scotch A bottle of Smirnoff vodka And five maraschino cherries Dennis, you drink that? No, I sit in it <laughs> And Dennis, now that you're back to normal again, do me a favor. Just go over in the corner and don't bother me. Okay. Do you mind if I read Hamlet? Read, read. What a crazy kid. <laughs> well, Jack, you won't have to put up with him much longer. Tomorrow we'll all be on our way back to Los Angeles. I know, and I've got a big surprise for everyone. Since you're all leaving tomorrow and I'm going to be staying down here till after Christmas... I want you all to come to my place tonight for our annual Christmas party. Oh, that's wonderful, Jack. Everybody's invited. And, Bob, make sure to bring the orchestra boys. The orchestra boys? Yeah. But tell them when we serve dinner to just casually walk into the dining room. Not to line up and march. <laughs> okay, Jack, I I'll tell them. But, gee, you better serve them the food right away or they'll start banging their cups on the table. <laughs> I'll serve them, I'll serve them. And listen, kids, I got a nice big house that I rented. There's plenty of room. We'll have a tree, exchange gifts, and have a lot of fun. Don, you take over the show, will you? I'm going to leave right now and help Rochester get things ready. All right, Jack, shall we do the commercial now? Yes, Don, that'll be fine. What have the sportsman quartet prepared? Oh, something very appropriate for this time of year. It's called Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland? Mm -hmm. Well, that song is all about snow and sleigh bells. That doesn't fit Palm Springs. Don't worry about it, Jack. We've got it fixed, all right. Okay, go ahead. See you later, kids. All right, fellas, take it. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird Here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Carson Brown You'll say, are you married? You'll say, no, man but you can do the job when you're in town Later on we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in a winter wonderland Coyotown, are you listening? See that owl, eyes are glistening the desert at night is a beautiful 
wonderland In the sun, what relaxes Oh, what fun, forgetting taxes If you can afford your room and your board Palm Springs is a winter wonderland Santa rides the desert and he's singing Merry Christmas, yippee, oh, Kaye. In his bag for Benny, he is bringing Some shampoo and a curly new toupee Though you roast and you swelter Still we boast you need shelter Just take it from me along about three Palm Springs is a winter wonderland Lucky strikes give you pleasure Lucky strikes you will treasure Yes, luckies are great when you celebrate Christmas in a winter wonderland Better taste is the reason Lucky strikes are so pleasing Yes, lucky's the one to pop in the sun Christmas in a winter wonderland Lucky strikes are made of fine tobacco Lucky's are as smooth as smoke, here's why. Cellophane protects each separate pack, so they're always fresh and they are never dry. It's the brand you will see more by the pool at the Biltmore. Wherever you go, it's Lucky's you know. They're puffin' in a winter wonderland. Lucky's are everybody's favorite See, I'm glad that drugstore was open so I could finish my Christmas shopping. See, I get Christmas presents from everywhere. CBS, Lucky Strike, even my hometown, Waukegan. I wonder what Waukegan will do for me this Christmas. Last year, they did a wonderful thing. They destroyed my birth certificate. <laughs> now, no one will ever know. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Santa needs a nickel here if he wants to park his sleigh. <laughs> yum, bum, bum, da dum, dum, dum. Oh, pardon me, sir. That's quite all. Mr. Benny. Why, Mr. Tinsel. Well, Mr. Kitzel, this is a surprise. I didn't know you were here in Palm Springs. Oh, yes, I'm here already the last few days. Well, isn't that nice? Where are you staying? A place called Harry's Hacienda. <laughs> Harry's Hacienda. I've never heard of that. Nationally advertised, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> well, if, if it isn't much of a place, I mean, why do you stay there? Where else for $7 a day can you get room, board, and a desk full of picture postcards from the El Mirador? <laughs> oh, I see. I said, well, tell me, do they have a swimming pool? Finally, I found it. You mean 
You mean the swimming pool is that small? Small. This morning I had breakfast and the hole in my bagel was bigger. <laughs> well, what's the difference as long as you're having fun? Say, Mr. Kitzel, I'm having my cast over this evening for a little get-together. How would you and your wife like to join us? Didn't you, but I'm afraid we couldn't make it. My wife is still upset from the steak ride last night. Oh, your wife was on a steak ride. Yes. What happened? It took eight men to put her on the horse. Oh, Mr. Kitzel, you must be joking. Your wife's not that heavy. Me, you could convince, but the horse, you can. <laughs> you mean, uh... The next time that horse runs, it'll be from a bottle of glue. <laughs> Well, Mr. Kitzel, I'd like to talk to you longer, but I have to get home to help Rochester. Go right ahead, Mr. Benny, and enjoy yourself. Thank you. So long. Goodbye. Oh, say, uh, Mr. Benny. Yes, Mr. Kitzel. Tomorrow, if you've got a little time, why don't you come over and visit me and my wife? Well, I'll be glad to. How do I get to Harry's Hacienda? From here, you go straight down Palm Canyon Drive for five blocks till you come to the Park Lane Hotel. Uh-huh. Then you turn left and follow the sign that says to Harris Hacienda for two miles. Two miles? But look, that'll take me way up in the mountains. That's right. Harry is a goat. <laughs> a goat? Yes. Mr. Kitzer, you're joking. Smell me. <laughs> what? Goodbye, Mr. Kitzel, and Merry Christmas. And a happy Yule to you all. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. La la la, dum bum bum. It'll be fun being in Palm Springs for Christmas. <laughs> Rochester, hand me some more tinsel for the tree, will you? Here you are, Mr. Benning. Yeah, I'm sure glad I decided to rent this house for Mr. and Mrs. Martin. It'll be just perfect for the party tonight. Yeah. Well, all the tinsel is on. I think I'll put on the ornaments. I'll put this nice red one up. Ouch! See, I'll put the blue one over here and then... Ouch! I'll put the green one up on top. There. Ouch! Oh, darn it. Boss, I told you to get a Christmas tree instead of this cactus plant. Well, Rochester. Rochester, I'm not going out and buy a Christmas tree when I have a perfectly good one at home. I want to put these gifts under it. Let's see. Here's Don's. Some nice dates. And this one's for Mary. Oh, and Rochester, here's the one I'm giving Remley. Boy, will he be surprised. How will he be surprised? You've got shaving lotion written all over the package. Well, you have to do that with Remley. When he opens a box and finds a bottle, he never stops to read the label. <laughs> last year... Last year, I gave him a miniature ship and a bottle. The mask stuck out of his mouth for three months. <laughs> Every time I asked him something, he had to answer me through the crow's nest. <laughs> Believe me, I know what I'm doing. 
Oh, Ross, that must be the gang. You let them in, and I'll, I'll go out in the kitchen and get the hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Well, hello, hello Ross. Come in. Come, in. Come in. Come in, everybody. Mr. Barry's in the kitchen. He'll be right out. Make yourselves at home. Hey, Jack's got a nice place here. Yeah, but it's so cluttered up. Rochester, help me clean it up. I'll throw some of this stuff out. Not that, not that. That's the Christmas tree. Christmas tree? Hey, that's nothing but an old cactus plant. Oh, we would have had a tumbleweed, but the wind was blowing and we lost it coming through Indio. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look at that television set. Got a coin box attached to it with a slot to put money in. Well, that's pay-as-you-see television. And Palm Springs is the only place where they're conducting this experiment. Jack has the same attachment on his set in Beverly Hills, and it's no experiment. <laughs> Jack, everybody here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jack. Well, kids, I'm glad you're all here. We'll have a nice... Oh, there's the phone. I'll get it, boss. Thanks, Rochester. Say, Jack... This is a very nice place. I had no idea it was so large. Oh, yes. There's the kitchen, dinette, living room, two bedrooms, and a patio. You know, Mary, when you're a big star, you got to have plenty of room to entertain. Yeah. I just can't understand how you got all this for $85 a month. What's the difference? I got it. Now, come on, everybody. Let's put all the presents under the tree and... Hey, wait a minute. What's the matter? I had 12 candy canes, and now there are only 11. Where's the other one? Don't look at me. I'm not looking at you, but if your conscience bothers you, they're ten cents each. <laughs> oh, don't be so silly. Say, boss. Yeah, Rochester. Who was that on the phone? That was Mr. Coleman calling from Beverly Hills. Oh, Ronald Coleman? Yes, sir. He wanted to know if you'd be back in town for Christmas, and I told him that you couldn't possibly make it. You were staying in Palm Springs. Gee, that was nice of Ronnie to call. Is he planning a Christmas party? Now, yes. <laughs> Later about New Year's. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, gang, why don't we open up our Christmas presents? No, no, it's too early. Everyone can take their gifts, but let's not open them until Christmas. Gee, I'm embarrassed, Mr. Benny. I got you a gift, but I left it at my hotel room. Oh, that's all right, Dennis. You didn't have to bother getting me anything anyway. Well, truthfully, I didn't know what to get you. You have practically everything, but I went all over Palm Springs and I finally found something. Really? What'd you get me, Dennis? A Gila monster. A Gila monster? Yeah, the man only charged me $3 for it. Dennis, a Gila monster is a deadly, poisonous, and vicious reptile. Why, it could snap a man's arm off. No wonder it took him so long to wrap the package. <laughs> Dennis, if that poisonous thing is in your room, you better call your hotel right now and warn them. Yeah, I guess I better. Hey, come on, kids, let's have some fun. Let's get this party rolling. Yeah, huh? let's play some games. Okay, but first I want to show you something, Mary. Me? Yeah, come on out in the hall for a second. All right. Well, here we are. Look up, Mary. Why, Jack, it's mistletoe. That's right. And that means that I, I get to kiss you. Oh, Jack. Now, come on, Mary. Give me a kiss. Now, pucker up. All right. There. I knew it. You ate the candy cane. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Here's your ten cents. For a 
minute, I thought you were getting romantic. Romantic? Romantic? A crime must be solved. <laughs> come back. Let, let's get back to the party. <laughs> Mary, what was going on out there in the hall? Ask Boston Blackie. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, Dennis. Dennis, did you call your hotel about that Gila monster? Yeah. What did they say? Nothing. The phone keeps ringing and ringing, but nobody answers. <laughs> What? Do you mind if I stay here tonight? <laughs> now, come on, let's get things started here. Let's all sing jingle. Yeah, yeah, let's all sing, huh? <laughs> What's that noise? Remley wants to go home. <laughs> Remley, put down that hacksaw and use the door. <laughs> what a gang. <laughs> now, come on, kid, let's sing jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hold it! Hey, quiet jingle now! Bells, hold it! Hold bells. it! Hold it! <laughs> What's going on here? Hold it, kids. It's the owner. What's the matter, Mr. Martin? I'll tell you what's the matter. I'm not going to stand for noisy parties like this going on in my house. Now, wait a second, Mr. Martin. So what if we are making a little noise? You're forgetting I'm paying you $85 a month to rent this house. Whoever dreamed you'd be throwing wild parties? When you came to me, you looked like a nice, quiet old man. <laughs> but look. Now I find out you're a Hollywood playboy. Look, Mr. Martin. And what are those convicts doing here? <laughs> those are my musicians. Fellas, this is a party. Stop making those license plates. <laughs> They're not well, home unless they're in jail. Huh? <laughs> I guess we were a little loud, Mr. Martin, but we didn't know you were here. We were only having a little Christmas party. Uh, a Christmas party? Yes, if you prefer, we can leave. Well, we didn't even get to sing the Christmas carols. Christmas carols? Yes, we, we always sing Christmas carols. Gee, I'd love to hear that. Well, why don't you and your wife join us? You really mean that, Mr. Bunny? Certainly, the more the merrier. Gee, thanks, I'll go get my wife and we'll join you in a party. Now, Dennis... Yeah, go get her. Dennis, every year at my Christmas party, you always sing a nice medley of Christmas carols. Yes, sir. Well, how about singing them first now? I'd be glad to. Quiet, everybody. Dennis is going to sing.
Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of my sponsor and my entire staff, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Twinkle, twinkle, lovely star. With your talent, you'll go far. Where can I find you? Tell me, pray. I'm on the air for RCA. <laughs> RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Here is the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, transcribed, written by Ed James and Al Schwartz, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Tonight's minor masterpiece is entitled The Chaperones, or Plug the Hole in the Silo, Father, the Corn is Leaking Out. <laughs> First, here's a word from RCA Victor. stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Fay and Phil Harris. It's evening in the Harris household. Of course, it's evening in a lot of other places, too, but it's still evening in the Harris household. At the moment, everything is peaceful and calm, but it won't stay that way for long. Elliot is waiting in the den, and Phil, a happy little chappy, is about to burst into song. Again? <laughs> All I want for Christmas is some black-eyed peas, some black-eyed peas, yes, some black-eyed peas. All I want for Christmas is some black-eyed peas and maybe some chocolate-covered chitlins. All I want for Christmas is some southern ham with the candied yam, but leave off the spam. Oh, hi, Elliot. Pool room closed already? Hello, Curly Well, what's the matter? You look like a hard night in Las Vegas <laughs> Curly, I'm in no mood for levity What? No jokes, please I got troubles Somebody unloaded your dice, huh? <laughs> That's right, laugh at me Julius La Rosa never had a problem like mine <laughs> But don't let that bother you Go ahead, laugh Wait a minute, wait a minute You ain't kidding, are you? Would I kid about a thing like this? It's all over, Curly. I'm finished. Washed up. You got married? <laughs> Worse. You know that old routine we used to do with the Dixieland doozies? You mean, uh, who was that ladle I seen you with last night? That was no ladle, that was my knife? That one? <laughs> yeah. Look, Elliot. Don't worry, will you? Nobody's gonna hold that against you. No, please. you don't understand. I got paid 20 bucks to do the routine at a club. Oh, and Jack Webb's gonna slap you with a 419. <laughs> a what? 419. Taking money under false pretenses. <laughs> Nobody's slapping me with anything. I haven't even done the act yet. Then stop worrying. Stop worrying, he said. I can't do the act without a partner, can I? And I can't get a partner. Any place. Uh-uh. 
I see what's coming. Oh, Curly, look, you know the routine. Elliot, don't start with me But it'd now. be so easy. We wouldn't even have to rehearse. You know the whole bit. Elliot, I ain't doing no cornball routine. I'm getting too old to duck. <laughs> you don't have to duck. We do it in back of a screen. Elliot, in two words, no. <laughs> my friend, my pal, I ask him to do one little favor. Look, I ain't gonna do it. Ten minutes, that's all it'll take, the whole thing. I ain't gonna do it. Okay, ain't gonna do it. Let them throw me in jail. What do you care? They won't throw you in any jail. Curly, I took the money. I'll wind up in the clink. You won't wind up in the clink. Not if I can help it. You do the act with me? Uh... <laughs> when do they allow visitors? <laughs> oh, big joke. I'm heading for the rock pile. He makes jokes. Elliot, the whole thing is so simple. Give him back the 20 bucks. Give it back? Sure. Tell him you got a better offer from Molotov's Hawaiian Gardens. Curly, <laughs> uh, you see, uh, I met this jockey. Tilt. <laughs> but it was a sure thing. Bourbon boy. <laughs> How'd he finish? Fifth. Maybe he needed a chaser. <laughs> hey, Curly. Look, look, look. You don't have to worry. If you haven't got the 20 bucks, I'll lend it to you. But, Curly, I'll I... I'll give it to you. It'd be worth 20 bucks to stay away from that corny routine we used to do. Gee. Thanks, Curly. You know, Curly, you're like a mother to me. <laughs> All right, Clyde, don't let these curls fool you, huh? <laughs> Oh, uh, we're in here in the den, honey. Hey, Curly, you won't forget about the 20 bucks. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Stop worrying. Phil. Phil, do you want to see something adorable? You got a new picture of me? <laughs> oh, no, Phil, it's little Alice. Come on in, Angel. Okay, Mom. Look, honey, Elliot and I have a little business to... What are you supposed to be? She's Madame Pompadour. Oh. Oh. Dig the wig, man. Crazy. <laughs> They don't like Oh, it. sure we do, honey. It's just, well, ain't it a little late to go trick-or-treating? <laughs> now, look, it isn't for Halloween, Phil. Little Alice is going to a masquerade dance with Sniffy. Oh, she is. Is she? Hey, look, Curly, give me the 20 bucks and I can go Now, on wait a minute. Me. I got to take care of this first. Who said that she could go to a dance? Phil, you're not going to start that again, are you? Why not? She's as much my daughter as she is yours. Hey, Curly, just give me the 20 bucks and... I, I wouldn't care if she was 16 or, 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 or 15, but she's only 14. She's a baby. She's an infant. She's... She's wearing lipstick again. Uh, Curly, if you don't have a 20, maybe two tens. Uh, I don't know why you're so upset. You can hardly notice it. Hardly notice it. She looks like a side order of ketchup. But, Dad, it's the latest thing. Riding Hood Red. Oh, fine. Now she carries her own wolf bait. <laughs> Maybe four fives, Curly? Elliot. <laughs> Two thousand pennies? <laughs> Phil, I don't understand. You've always wanted little Alice to know the right people. Sure, and who does she pick out? Sniffy. A post-nasal drip. <laughs> can't help it, Dad. He's allergic. Allergic? He sounds like Niagara Falls with a slow leak. <laughs> oh, now, look, Phil, he's a very nice boy. 
And besides, he's taking her to the finest country club in Los Angeles. I wouldn't care if he was taking... Lakeside? Exactly. Lakeside. No kidding. Gosh, Curly, you've been trying to crash that joint for oh, 10 never years. Mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> you know, honey, uh, maybe I have been a little too strict with little Alice. Oh, Dad. It might be a good idea if she went. Properly chaperoned, of course. <laughs> now you're talking, Curly. After all, I am her father, and even though it's going to cut in on my evening, a father's first duty is to his child. It isn't that I want to go to Lakeside. <laughs> Why not? It'd be a great place to go, Curly. Phil, you can't go to Lakeside. It's, it's a costume party. Okay, I'll put on my good suit and go as a bum. <laughs> no, you don't have to worry about costumes, Curly. I got the outfits from the act. We can go as the cornball, brother. Hey, that's right, Alice. We'll wear those loud coats and the straw hats and we'll... Wait a minute, Roy. Hold it. <laughs> What do you mean, we can go? We? You and me? Uh, well, you and I? Us? <laughs> I thought you were in such a hurry to pay back the 20 bucks. What happened with that? Oh, there's no big rush. Then what was this routine? Four, five, 2,000 pennies. Well, I... I was figuring my income for next year. <laughs> 2,000 pennies? I'm expecting a good year. Dad, I don't need a chaperone. Really, I don't. Don't be ridiculous. Every girl needs a chaperone. But they'll have a dozen chaperones at the dance. They won't need you. Oh, they won't, huh? Well, let me put it this way, little Alice. What's coming up next week? Christmas. Okay. What do we have on Christmas? A Christmas tree. What goes under the Christmas tree? Presents. And who gives you the best presents? You do. Then, uh, who's going to be your chaperone tonight? We don't need a chaperone. This kid ain't too bright. Well, I tell you, you might as well face it. If you want to go to the dance, you've got a chaperone. Gee whiz, what am I going to tell Sniffy? I don't know, you'd better think of something fast. Let Sniffy in, Phil. How do you know it's Sniffy? The doorbell just waved a handkerchief. Oh, <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll let him in. Sniffy. Well, maybe it's my fault. I take a nip, she comes up with a drip. Hello, Mr. Harris. Hello, Sniffy. Park your nose drops and come in. Beautiful night, isn't it? Just the only snorkel I've ever seen without a supper. Hello, Sniffy. Hello, Mrs. Harris. Hello, Mr. Lewis. Hi, Sniffy, old kid. Hello, Sniffy. Hello, Alice. <laughs> Don't look now, but you just inhaled your necktie. I don't have a necktie, Mr. Harris. Indians never wear neckties. You're supposed to be an Indian? Naturally, Curly. He's a member of the Blackfoot tribe. How do you know? Well, just look at his... <laughs> Pardon me, those are his galoshes. <laughs> oh, great, an Indian with galoshes. Oh, I think you look very nice, Sniffy. Thank you, Mrs. Harris. I'm Hiawatha. <laughs> Sounds more like Chief Rain in the face. 
Mother, we'll never get to the dance. Well, let's go. I'm ready. Uh, uh, Sniffy, uh, uh, Sniffy, uh, there's been a slight change in plans. Uh, Mr. Harris is going with you. As a chaperone. Oh, that'll be great fun. (laughs) Well, Phil, if you're going, you and Elliot better get into your costume. All right, honey. Mr. Lewis, too? I'm going to umpire on the bases. All right, come on, Elliot. Where'd you leave the cornball costumes? They're in my suitcase in the hall. Well, let's get them and put them on. Let's get this show on the road. Okay, Professor, let's have the overture. Mother, do they have to go? I'm I'm afraid so, dear. Gosh, he went to the movies with us once. And he kept talking to the people in the pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were probably friends of his. Mother... Don't worry, honey. Now, I'll come along later to make sure your father doesn't get in anybody's way. You will? Mm-hmm. Gee, that'll be great, Mrs. Harris. Do you have a costume? Uh, uh well, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll whip something up. But when? As soon as I finish my number, okay? They warned me when you kissed me, your love would ricochet. Your lips would find another And your heart would go astray I thought that I could hold you With all my many charms But then one day you ricochet To someone else's arms And baby, I don't want a ricochet romance I don't want a ricochet love If you're careless with your kisses Find another turtle dove I can't live on ricochet romance No, no, not me if you're gonna ricochet, baby, I'm gonna set you free I knew the day I met you You had a roving eye I thought that I could hold you What a fool I was to try You promised you'd be faithful And you would never stray Then like a rifle bullet began to ricochet and baby i don't want a ricochet romance i don't want a ricochet love if you're careless with your kisses find another turtle dove i can't live on ricochet romance no no not me if you're gonna ricochet baby i'm gonna set you free when we announced our wedding you made me mighty proud I whispered to us company and you preferred a crowd you buzzed around the other girls just like a busy bee and when you finished buzzing cousin you buzzed right back to me and baby I don't want a ricochet romance I don't want a ricochet love if you're careless with your kisses find another turtle dove Lakeside Country Club. I finally made it. I'm actually here. A classy-looking dump, ain't it? (laughs) Dump? Are you kidding? This is the richest dive in the whole country. You see that swimming pool? Solid gold. And look at that welcome mat. Solid mink. (laughs) The grass don't look so hot. Grass? What's the matter? You nuts or something? They don't use grass. What's all that green stuff? What is it? Shredded money. 
<laughs> oh. Well, hand me a niblick and stand back. All right. <laughs> now, cut it out. Don't you understand? Dad. Mr. Harris, we got the car parked. <laughs> then stop blowing your horn. <laughs> what? Nothing, nothing. Let's get inside. Come on, Elliot. Oh, Dad, I'm so excited. Wait a minute, Alice. Elliot, where are you? Just a second, Curly. Gosh, Mr. Harris, why is Mr. Lewis spelling the Lord? Elliot, for crying out loud. Hey, Curly, you know that grass? What about it? That's grass. <laughs> Elliot, you're going to get me kicked out of the place before I even get in. But you said it was... Never you. mind what I said. Crawling around on your hands and knees. What are you looking for? A gopher with a deposit slip. Oh. <laughs> Elliot, will you please try to act like a gentleman? How I do that? Well, uh... Didn't you ever hear of Emily Post? I didn't know she was a gentleman. Look. <laughs> now, just watch anybody that you see around here. That's all you have to do. Just watch anybody that you see around here and then do just what they do. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not sniffy. Sir? I was talking to Elliot. Oh. Now, Elliot, will you please keep one thing in mind? This is the finest club in the entire country. The people who belong to this club are the cream of society. They don't let just anybody in here. You've got to be a captain of industry, a financial giant. You've got to have background and breeding. You've got to have culture. You've got to have a ticket, too, Eagle Beak. <laughs> oh, death in the afternoon. Hey, Julius, what are you doing here? What am I doing here? Cream of society, huh, Curly? Well, maybe it curdled a little. <laughs> Captains of industry, background and breeding. What's the matter with me breeding? You've been doing it too long, that's all. <laughs> okay, wise guys, just for that you don't get in. Ah, get out of the way, you little crumb. Stop desist! Nobody sets a foot across these sacred portals without and they got a ticket. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Julius, I have a ticket. And I'm with him. Okay, you can go in. So long, Mr. Harris. See you later, Dad. Alice, come back here. Alice! I have to help Sniffy with his galoshes. Now, look, Julius... If I... you ain't got a ticket, don't even talk to me! Julius, you don't understand. We're chaperones. Chaperones? You couldn't chaperone Whistler's mother and old man River. <laughs> Say, Julius, you may not know this, but one of my ancestors shot arrows at John Alden. So what? One of my ancestors cooked spaghetti for Columbus. <laughs> yeah, his Aunt Nina cooked pizza on the Santa Maria. Yeah, okay. Alice, <laughs> will you please move over? You're blocking track. Now, wait a minute, Julius. Let's make a deal. I'll buy a couple of tickets. Are you kidding? This shindig is restricted to the upper set. Who's throwing the party, Dr. Cowan? <laughs> Look, you little fink, if you don't let us in, you'll be collecting tickets at the pearly gates. Well, that's one place. 
How you like that? Slam the door right in our faces. Next time I see that little punk, I'll conk his quince. What you worried, Curly? You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Oh, fine. What are we, chaperones or taxidermists? <laughs> Curly, just remember, stone walls do not a prison make nor iron bars a cage. So what? We don't want to get out. We want to get in. Okay. What's wrong with the window? Where? Over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Come on. <laughs> we'll show that Julius, huh, Curly? Show him. We'll get in there and clobber him. <laughs> hey, here's a good window. Come on. I'll give you a boost. A boost? Yeah. Me? Yeah. What's the matter? You nuts or something? No, I ain't nuts or something. That window's high. Okay, okay, so it's high. Stand back and watch a super athlete leap into action. You mean you're gonna jump it? Watch me. But Curly, you... Here I go. <laughs> I still think you should have opened the window first. Oh? Nervous sound man, huh? <laughs> All right, Elliot, come on, get in here, will you? Okay, okay. So I'm in. Uh-oh, we better get out of here. What's the matter? We're in the ladies' powder room. <laughs> well, straighten your shoulder straps and let's go. Come on, here's the door, Curly. All right, go ahead, open it up. Okay, Curly, come on out. Hello, boys. <laughs> you are boys, aren't you? <laughs> Why, uh, naturally, I, uh, uh, I got a boy scout knife, see? Why, Mr. Harris, you're pulling my leg. <laughs> Oh, I, I thought I was closing the door. <laughs> hey, Curly, come on, close it and let's get going. Okay. Look, Miss, uh, uh, Madam, uh, uh, honey, I... Hey, Curly, uh, that's Julius's aunt. You remember the one who owns the brewery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, Clara. What are you doing here? Oh, uh, I keep turning up like uh, a bad penny. I don't know. When I went to school, Lincoln never looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't make sense, Curly. She owns a brewery and has a shape like a bottle of Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> he says the sweetest things. <laughs> Gee, Clara, you sure look pretty in that dress and, and everything. <laughs> Oh, it's just something I threw on. I've got news for you. It almost missed. <laughs> hey, uh, Clara, uh, I was just thinking, um, is the brewery in your name or your husband? It's in my name, Elliot. Everything's in my name. Uh, Clara, how do you feel about bigamy? Elliot! <laughs> I was only asking. Julius, who 
Uh-oh. Uh, say, Curly, there's one thing I ought to tell you. Like what? Mr. Lewis, I'm so happy that you and your partner could make it. Partner? Elliot, you mean this is where you booked the act? Now, Curly, if you'd only let me explain... I don't want no explanation. Now, look, lady. Lady. Oh, isn't he quaint? <laughs> lady. I want you to listen to me now. My friend shouldn't have taken the 20 clams because he had no straight man. And I ain't playing straight for no cornball. So take back your double saw buck and skip the whole routine. Oh. Uh, really? Curly, she don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, I do, Mr. Lewis. But there are certain extenuating circumstances which preclude the possibility of cancellation at this belated hour. Now, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> it's very simple, Mr. Whatever your name is. You go on in five minutes. But, lady, if you'll only listen... You go on in five minutes, George. <laughs> Hep kid, huh, Curly? Clara. Yes, Curly. Will you step back a little? Because when I get through tearing Elliot into small pieces... You stay right where you are, Clara. Don't move. Not just a minute, Elliot, will you stand still so I can slug... Don't you swing, just... Curly. You'll hit Clara. You wouldn't hit a lady, would you? Boys, please, you'll tear my dress. Elliot, you're a coward. Yeah, but a healthy coward. Curly, be real. <laughs> Boys, you're mussing my bustle. When I get hold of you, Elliot, but I'm going to... explain gonna... it, Curly, if you'd only listen to me. I am not going to... Well... <laughs> Make him listen to me Honey, I... What are you playing? Ring around the chaperone? Just a minute, Alice I can explain everything Well, well you'd better start Hello, Mrs. Harris You got here just in time <laughs> You can say that again All right Hello, Mrs. Harris You... No, no! <laughs> Oh, Clara, Alice, now will you please listen to me? Why should she? Do you listen to me? You keep out of this. Now look, Alice, this banjo picker told him that I'd do that corny act with him, and I... I'm... You, 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 you mean this is part of the act? No, I... Of course I... it is, Alice, of course it is. That's what we were doing, rehearsing the act. Weren't we, Curly? What act? You never... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were doing, rehearsing the act. With Clara? Sure. We were just going over her lines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, sir. And, uh... <laughs> See, it's part of the act, honey. We were teaching Clara the routine. <laughs> You're in the act, ain't you, Clara? I am. Listen to that timing, Alice. Ain't that terrific? <laughs> she'll murder the people. Oh, she'll pulverize them. Well, I've got news for you. I'll be in the audience, and if Clara isn't in the act, somebody's going to be pulverized. <laughs> Gentlemen, I know you're going to be surprised by what we have in store for you. The next item on the agenda was procured at great expense to provide the ultimate in entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Succotash brothers and Clara. <laughs> By the light Dig that crazy little light Of the silver moon Oh, dig that moon I want a spoon Oh, dig that spoon To my honey I'll prune love's tone Sissabon <laughs> Love that honey, honey moon Keep a shining in June I love that June Your silvery beams Will bring love's dreams We'll be cuddling soon In a kettle of <laughs> 
Curly. What is it, Elliot? I understand you're going out with a girl named Lorna Doon. Well, you're close. I'm going out with her sister. Nothing, Doon. <laughs> oh, Gertie, keep an eye on your garter. They're snapping them tonight. <laughs> hey, Curly, do you know what a wave is? Oh, sure. A wave is a girl in the Navy. And how about a whack? Well, that'd be a girl in the Army. Okay, then what's a walk? A walk? I don't know, Elliot. What is a walk? Well, that's easy, Curly. A walk is what you flow at Wabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Shave the fuzz off that one, Dad You came up with a peach <laughs> Say, Curly Hold it a minute I'm just doing what they call a back evermore With a double pitch <laughs> Now, what's on your mind? I understand you made a big hit kissing the girls I did, huh? How do you know? I just passed a couple of Corrines And one of them said There goes Phil Harris Boy, what a kisser <laughs> Stick that one in a bottle, son. It's a corker. <laughs> Your silvery beams will bring love's dreams. We'll be cuddle on soon. Cuddle closer to me, babe. By, By the, the silvery, silvery moon. moon. By What'd you think? I don't know. Do you feel all right? I feel great. Why? <laughs> well, this is the first time in your whole life you've ever told me the truth. Honey, I always tell you the truth. If I don't, may the building collapse. All right, Phil. Phil, stop holding onto the wall. Just want to make sure. <laughs> hey, Curly. Over here, Elliot. Hey, Curly, if I got great news for you, you know who is in the audience? Abe Firstfogel. <laughs> No Yes And he's booked us for a week At Lowe's Pismo B <laughs> Well, hello again This is Buck Benny speaking Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show from the 1942-1943 season. Uh, that's incorrect and entirely, entirely wrong. Uh, this is the 1943-1944 season. Uh, usually I would uh, re-record this, but I'm just going to keep going. So, uh, this show actually is about laughing anyway. So, this is about the longest laugh on the Jack Benny Radio Show Richard wrote me uh, an email uh, a couple weeks ago and said that he had listened to an episode, kind of a random episode, where I'd talked about the longest laugh, and he threw out some things, and he was right on the money with all the things he said. So I'm going to be going totally off of my memory here, so this could all be very incorrect, but I think this is how this all works out. So anyway, uh, I talked in the other podcast, uh, the previous one that Richard was uh, referring to, and said, I don't know why exactly they track or talk about the longest laugh. I mean, you don't hear about the longest laugh in uh, Big Bang Theory or Two and a Half Men or something. Um, but you do always hear about it on Jack's show, and you hear about it some on the I Love Lucy show. And he pointed out that in I Love Lucy, the television show, 
the longest laugh was where she, uh, an episode where she has a bunch of, uh, baby, uh, I think it's an episode where she has a bunch of baby, uh, chickens, little, uh, chicks, and at one point she has a bunch of eggs, and these eggs she puts in her shirt, and then, of course, Ricky gives her a hug, and she's trying to hide the fact that she has all these eggs, and, uh, ends up squishing the eggs, and the audience just breaks up. I don't know for how long, but that is, as far as I know, I agree with him. That I believe that's the longest laugh, maybe in television history, certainly in uh, I Love Lucy history, I believe. Now, flipping back to Jack, uh, Jack had a lot of long laughs, and I guess the reason to me that they're not as big of a deal as people, like, they're always like, oh, which show had the longest laugh? What up? And it's fine to figure that out, but I truly believe any of these laughs I'm going to talk about could be the longest laugh. All it would have taken was Jack looking at the audience, putting his hand to his cheek, and he would have got another ten seconds of laugh out of it, and that would have pushed any of these over the top to be the longest one. It's just how long did Jack let the laugh go is the trick. So, uh, I believe um, last week had one of the longest laughs, I believe it was 23 seconds long, and that was with um, Dennis's mom when she's talking to Jack, and then, or talking, to, I, can't, I can't remember who she's talking to, but then Jack interrupts or something, and she says, oh, shut up, to Jack, and then the audience breaks up for 23 seconds. And often that is the case with the longest laughs. They're around the shut up term, when someone says shut up, and it just kind of puts Jack in his place, and so everybody just cracks up. Uh, I, I believe the longest laugh actually is that one, is uh, not that particular one from last week, but when Dorothy Kirsten was a guest on the show, and was taught, she's of course an opera singer, and she and Don are talking about opera, and they're getting all to, into the specifics of what makes uh, a certain opera song great, and then Jack says, well, you know what I think, or something, and then... Dorothy Kirsten said, I, I, don't, I don't think it's Dorothy, I think it's Mary that says, oh, shut up, to Jack at that point, and then the audience cracks up, I believe for 29 seconds or 27 seconds, and I think that's the longest laugh. They redid it a couple times, so you have to find the correct episode to get that long of a laugh, but it's a long laugh in any of the episodes where they redo that bit. Then... Uh, another one of the longest laughs, um, we have a version of it coming up here next month, which is uh, on the Snow White episode, and they redid it twice, and I think it's the first one that gets the longest laugh out of the two. But anyway, it's where um, Mary goes up to a bird and says, as, as Snow White, and says, Oh, hi, pretty bird, something like that, and the bird just does a big raspberry back there, and when it does that, uh, the audience is expecting the bird to just, you know, tweet, 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 so nice and everything, and all of a sudden does this raspberry sound that I think, um, and then they just crack up, and that is one of the longest laughs, I think like 25 seconds, 26, something like that, uh, and, and that bit, what makes it doubly funny at the time was most of the people had seen Snow White at this point, and in Snow White, 
there's a scene where she goes up, and it's, I think it's just a character-building scene where they show Snow White talk to a bird, and the bird does the singing. Oh, yeah, I think it's that scene where uh, she says, uh-oh, and then the bird sings back, you know, tweets back to her, and she sings back to the bird, and it goes back and forth. Um, it's kind of a play on that scene. And uh, it's interesting because Shrek, the first Shrek movie, I believe, also has a play on that scene. They have... Um, their princess, Fiona, go up to a bird and say, Oh, hi, pretty bird. Some of the same dialogue almost. It's probably identical, I don't know, to um, the Snow White dialogue with the bird. And then, of course, the bird... I uh, can't remember how this happens, but it ends up, it ends up uh, expanding because uh, it somehow... I, I can't remember the bit, but I remember that it expands so much it turns into like a giant balloon in a way, and then all of a sudden it just blows into pieces, and all that's left are the two little legs that are still on the a branch. And that got a good laugh in Shrek. So it's kind of cool that little bits of this were played on the Jack Benny show, and then uh, decades and decades and decades later on Shrek, they're doing a, a little play on the same sort of bit from um, Snow White. Uh, then the, the the last one I know that's a long laugh is, um, and it really to me is probably the longest laugh, but it's kind of got a cheat built into it that makes it the longest laugh or would make it the longest laugh, but it also doesn't succeed because of another reason, so I'll go right into that. So I believe the very first episode or one of the very, well, I think it might be the first one with Andy Devine on it from 19, I think the 36, 37 season probably, uh, at the very end of the episode, he's talking about the sponsor, and so he's supposed to talk about the Jell-O, you know, that they're on the Jell-O program, and I believe he calls it the Jelly program, but as he certainly refers to Jelly instead of Jell-O, and the cast cracks up, and the audience cracks up, and I think it's it's in the neighborhood of 20 seconds that they cra crack up, and it might be shorter. But uh, you can tell it, it, when they cut, it's just cut for the end of the episode. They were still in the middle of cracking up, so I would take a, a, quite a while, I would think, for them to stop cracking up because they're all losing it so much that I think that probably is the longest laugh. But the cheat built into it is that there is no part after it. It was the end of the show. So, it can just go and go and go, and they can, and that's one of the things. With, with Jack's comedy, he has so many things that are so funny that he interrupts the flow of the laugh because he has to fit his show in. So, he'll let the laugh go for 10 seconds, maybe 15 seconds, and then he's going to say another piece of dialogue, and everybody's going to be quiet because they want to hear what the dialogue is and then they'll move on, and then they laugh again, of course, at the next joke. But he's not going to let a joke go for 30 seconds very often. That is a long, long time if you're doing a show. Um, you know, I, I, folks know that I've done recreations of the Jack Benny show in front of audiences. And when I've done this... Um, you, when they laugh, it's awesome that the audience is laughing at what you what you're presenting, and 
it's easy to get them laughing when you're presenting uh, Jack Benny skits that are based on the Jack Benny show with the great writers he's had all throughout. Um, but anyway, when they're laughing, though, after about, you know, five or seven seconds, you're wanting to move on because you're like, oh, man, I, how long do I let this laugh go? And then you move on. Um, Jack, of course, was pretty comfortable letting it go, like I say, to like twice that, and then every once in a while to three times that or more. Um, but you have to be pretty gutsy to just let it keep going and going and going, and then, and then also you'll lose the pace of the show, gets all messed up. So, um, anyway, that's my remembrance of the longest laughs in the Jack Benny show history. And I'm glad we have the Snow White episode, at least one of the versions, coming up here um, next month. I hope you're enjoying these great Christmas shows. I'm trying to bring you as many as I can. I've had some great, great comments from people uh, um, that are writing me, sending me emails about how much they're enjoying the Christmas shows. And from new people that have tuned in, I've uh, started uh, posting more of them onto... Twitter, and so a lot of people on Twitter are starting to follow the show, and that's uh, delightful, uh, and I'm just thankful for all of you that follow the show. Lots of people donating recently, it's been wonderful. Uh, I realized my donation buttons haven't been working worth beans, <laughs> and so so I've realized how much harder you guys have had to, to dig to try and uh, give me donations, so I, I'm thankful you, you try and dig there. Uh, basically, if you want to make a donation... Because uh, we're still on a donation drive, we've got to pay for a whole year of bandwidth here next month. Uh, um, I think it's the 9th of January. Anyway, then you just go to buckbenny.com. So type in buckbenny.com in your browser. It'll go to my webpage. Then at my webpage, if you you won't see, you'll, over to the left, let's see, no, over to the right, you'll see a little sidebar. And you won't see the part that says PayPal yet because it's down too low on the screen. You need to scroll down just a little bit, and then you'll see a button you can press and donate any amount you want. Or below that, there's a pull-down menu. You can pull down and donate on the $2 level, which is, of course, um, the Dennis Day level. And then there's all these other levels going down all the way to $10,000 if you want to be a uh, subscribe on the network level, which would be lovely. And you can pick half the shows I, I do on my podcast. It'll be my podcast and your podcast if you donate $10,000. So far, nobody's taken me up on that. And the only reason I put that there, of course, is a joke, because that's the most, pod, that's the most money that uh, PayPal will let you funnel through them in one shot, is $10,000. So I just put it there. And you never know. Maybe some ultra-rich person, if, I mean, I'm sure if uh, Bill Gates becomes a fan of my show, he could click on that sometime and uh, send me 10000 I would hope he might click on the one that's uh, an unlimited amount, and then he would type in, say, $2 billion or something. That would be really charming. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for enjoying the show. Um, please sign up for a Dropbox account if you can, because we're still looking for more people to sign up. I'll have a link to the Dropbox sign-up uh, on this episode. And uh, if, I think if I think we can only handle about three or four more people, and then it'll be completely full. 
but I'd love if we can get the three or four more people so that I can move on. <laughs> but uh, you just all you folks that have signed up for Dropbox accounts have made it possible for me to throw all my podcasts out there so people can get to them. It's delightful. And uh, uh, now, anytime like this podcast you're listening to, uh, before I ever post it, it always goes into the Jack Benny archive that you can get to. So you can always get to these episodes. You know, usually this one, it's coming out tomorrow, so I'm just recording it tonight. But uh, So you'll get it probably seven hours sooner than somebody that's getting it off my uh, website. But uh, some of them I post up to a week or two weeks in advance, and so you get a chance to listen to them ahead of time if you want to uh, by listening to them off my uh, uh, my Dropbox uh, archive. And to get on my Dropbox archive, basically, it's um, if you donate at the $25 level, you get access to all the Jack Benny archives. There's tons of Jack Benny shows that I have uh, with all my introductions like this one hooked on there. Uh, if you donate at the $39 level, which I call the Jack Penny level, uh, or above anything above that too, you have access to all my podcasts I've ever done. All the uh, Bing Crosby's, all the Bob Hope's, all the Suspense podcasts, all the uh, you name it, uh, Jimmy Stewart stuff, the, the uh, Judy Garland stuff, the Suspense all of that, and then of course all the Jack Benny's too. So, uh, anyway, enjoy uh, this podcast, and uh, we shall see you next time for some more Jack Benny and some more uh, fun with podcasting. Thank you for tuning in. The Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Hey, I bet you don't all know the real meaning of the word delicious, or do you? Well, I didn't until I looked it up. And it comes from two Latin words meaning pleasant and charm. And if that doesn't spell malty rich grape nuts, then my name isn't Don Wilson. You're as pleased as punch when you sit down to the big tempting bowl of grape nuts, now aren't you? And you're certainly charmed with that one and only malty rich flavor that's sweet as a nut. A rich, distinctive blend of sun-ripened wheat and malted barley. A flavor that just plain hits the spot. And all that wonderful whole grain nourishment you get in grape nuts leaves you with such a satisfied feeling of well-being. Yep, for a real treat, just try a bowl of grape nuts for breakfast tomorrow. You'll find it's a charmer, all right. As you know, Mary Livingston has been off the show for three weeks because of laryngitis. So now that she is fully recovered, we take her to her house where we find Mary and her maid, Butterfly. Gee, Miss Livingston, you sure have pretty hair. Well, thank you, Butterfly. <laughs> Ouch. Be careful with the comb you're pulling. Oh, excuse me. Say, Miss 
Winston, was your hair always this color? Of course. I never bleach my hair. Neither do I. <laughs> well, I'm glad you told me. Now, Butterfly, co uh, comb the ends into a roll. Yes, ma'am. You know what, Miss Livingston? What? I think your hair is even prettier than Mr. Benny's. <laughs> oh, Butterfly, you're just saying that. Anyway, you've never been close enough to Mr. Benny's hair to appreciate its beauty. Oh, yes, I have. Yesterday, I was over to Mr. Benny's house. Oh. He wasn't home, so Uncle Rochester showed it to me. <laughs> Your Uncle Rochester has no right to open Mr. Benny's safe. <laughs> uh, now, Butterfly, will you get my blue dress out of the closet, please? Never mind. You answer the door. I'll get the dress myself. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to buy a paper doll that I can call my own, a doll that other fellows cannot steal. <laughs> Hello, Butterfly. Come right in, Mr. Benny. May I take your hat? Yes, thanks. Here's my coat. Yes, sir. Shall I take your shawl, too? <laughs> That's a muffler. Here. Now, Butterfly, will you tell Miss... Oh, here she is. Hello, Jack. Hello, Mary. Gee, you're looking swell, and your voice sounds okay, too. Thanks, I feel fine now. That's good. Say, Mary, I brought you a box of candy. Over a hundred pieces in it. <laughs> Here you are. Oh, thanks, Jack. Just the kind I like, sen-sen. <laughs> well, I'm glad you do. You know, it, it cost me extra to have it wrapped as a gift, you know. Oh, Jack, you're so nice. I know. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have given it to you now It'll make your Christmas present look like nothing Well, let's not worry about that now Come on, we'll go into the living room All right Is there a fire in the fireplace? No, but we can build one Okay Gee, I haven't had a fire in here since I've been sick Well, there's nothing as homey as a fireplace with a cheery blaze Here goes First a little paper And throw on some kindling and now, now for a log. <clears throat> there must be a smaller log around here somewhere. Let's see. Let's see. Thanks, Mary. Hey, look. Look, that log came from the tree that used to be in your backyard. Yes, I know. Gosh, Mary, look what it says on it. I love Jack Benny. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I remember the night you carved it there. <laughs> yeah, it was so romantic. I'll never forget that night if I live to be 40. <laughs> Jack, if you... Don't answer that. I know what you were... I'll take it. Hello? Plainfield, New Jersey calling? Yes, I'll hold on. Oh, Jack, it must be Mama. Oh, is she out on parole again? <laughs> Jack, you ought to be ashamed of you. Hello? Oh, hello, Mama. Yes, I'm feeling fine now. That's right, I was off the program for three weeks. What? Oh, don't worry, Jack's gonna pay me. Hmm. He will pay me. 
Oh, Mama, he is not. And where'd you ever hear a word like that? <laughs> hmm. Uh, that's what Papa calls you? <laughs> Mary, tell your mother. Quiet, Jack. No. Say, Mama, did you get the packages I sent? Good. But I don't want either you or Papa to open those presents till Christmas. What? Papa couldn't wait. He did. Well, Mama, call a doctor. That was shaving lotion. <laughs> Mary, what was that word your mother called me? It starts with an L. Oh, L. Uh, say, Mama, tell me, what's happened at the home lately? L. Could be liar, louse. <laughs> louse isn't so bad, is it? <laughs> what? What, Mama? Cousin Harry was made a sergeant? Oh, that's too bad. What's bad about it? Last week he was a lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, Mama, that was Jack's voice. L. L. Yes, he's sitting right here beside me. L. Mama, stop it. What's the matter? You can drop the L and start working on D. <laughs> mm. Say, Mama, what are you and Papa doing tonight? D. Dope. Done. Oh, you expect company, so you're making a fire in the living room? Dumbbell, that starts with a D. <laughs> but, Mama, you haven't got a fireplace in the living room. Oh, there's a hole in the rug and you wanted to cover it up with something. Mary, hang up, will well, you? Well, Mama, I think I better... Uh, just a second, operator. Mama, give my love to... Oh, darn it, we were cut off. Oh, operator, operator, why did you... I don't care if my mother does drive you nuts. It's none of your business. See, Mary, you see, I'm not the only one that's allergic to your mother. Oh, Jack, Mama's only kidding. She doesn't mean half the things she says. She does, too. I never saw a woman like that. She's always hounding me. She doesn't hound you. Well, she's got the face for it. And let me tell you another thing. Your mother takes delight in uh, aggravating me. Every time she calls me up, she pans me. And I never say anything about her. Every time we talk about my mother, we get into an argument. You're right, Mary. We shouldn't argue. Let's kiss and make up. Okay. 
How is that? Let's argue. <laughs> oh, yeah? That was all right, and you know it. Now, straighten your lipstick. Oh, you and your wet lips. Every time you kiss me, you're scared. <laughs> now, what do you want me to do? Have them retreaded? <laughs> I skid. You can't say one nice thing. There's someone at the door. That's all right. Butterfly will get it. You can't say one thing without trying to be funny. Oh, Jack, you take everything so seriously. Where's your sense of humor? Sense of humor? Listen, Mary, you have no regard for my feelings. And in the first place... Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Dennis. In the first place, I only came here to visit... Hello, Miss Livingston. Hello, Dennis. I only came here to cheer you up because you've been ill. Well, this is a fine way to do it. Just because I pull a gag on you once in a while, you hit the ceiling. I hit the ceiling? What's going on here? Look, Mary, when you had laryngitis, I was a constant visitor. I'm the best friend you ever had. Do you mind if I sit down? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, sit down, Dennis. You know, Mary, I even brought you a box of candy, and what thanks do I get? What do you expect for a box of cents and a kiss for every piece? No, Mary, but the least you can do is show your appreciation. Oh, you're having an argument. <laughs> Dennis, why don't you please be quiet? Gee, everywhere I go, there's an argument. Oh, where have you been, Dennis? Home. <laughs> now, Mary, as far as I'm concerned... At my house, it's louder. <laughs> Dennis. They ought to be breaking it up by now. The argument? No, the house. <laughs> Dennis, we're not having a fight. It was just a little misunderstanding, that's all. Now, Mary, let's not argue in front of the kid. Mm, you're right, Jack, and especially about such a silly thing. I'm a dope. Well... I'm a dope, too. You want to know something? What? It's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> you should know. Thanks. Well, I guess I'll run along now. Wait a minute, Dennis. What'd you come over here for? Oh, I forgot. I came over to visit Miss Livingston. You did? Well, sit down and stay a while. Okay. Well, guess I'll run along now. <laughs> Dennis, you just got here. What's that package under your arm? Oh, I made a record of a song and I wanted Miss Livingston to hear it. Well, that's fine. We'll play it later. Oh, Butterfly, see who's at the door. Yes, Miss Livingston. Oh, it must be Rochester. There's my new car out in front. That yellow one? Why, it looks like a taxi cab. Well, it was, Mary, but it's the only thing I could get. Anyway, I converted it strictly to private use. Oh. If it weren't for the color, no one would know it used to be a taxi. Oh, hello, Rochester. Hello, boss. You better hurry. The meter's running. <laughs> well, turn it off, silly. It's only us. <laughs> why, Jack, if you're using that taxi for your own private use, why do you have a meter on it? He never knows when he's going to give a friend a lift. <laughs> Well, Rochester, it pays to be nice. It pays him. <laughs> oh, that's not the reason at all. Anyway, Mary, it's not a bad car, is it? Mm, it looks all right. It rides smoothly, too. Yes, sir. Did you ride in it, Dennis? 30 cents worth. <laughs> Dennis. That's my raise. Five dollars worth of free rides a week. <laughs> Listen, kid, I give you those rides because... <laughs> I, give... I give you those rides because I like you. I'm not in business with that taxi. I don't haul people around. Oh, boss, come now. <laughs> Rochester, I told you, I only give my friends a lift home. <laughs> What's so funny, Rochester? 
All of his friends have trunks and live at the Union Station. <laughs> Rochester, stop making things up. And you better hurry or we'll be, we'll, we'll be late for the super team. <laughs> I mean, stop mixing me up. I know what you mean, boss, but we gotta go Christmas shopping. Oh, that's right. Let's get going. I want to do my shopping while the stores are still loaded with stuff. So let's... Oh, Butterfly. Butterfly, there's someone at the door. Butterfly, where are you? Oh, well, I'll answer it myself. Well, of all people... I locked myself out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, come in, Butterfly, and get Mr. Benny's things. He's leaving. I got him. Never mind. Come on, Rochester. Let's go. So long, Mary. Goodbye, Miss Livingston. Goodbye. I'm gonna buy a paper doll that I can call my own. A doll that other... Oh, Dennis, I forgot you were still here. Yeah, I just put my record on the phonograph. Would you like to hear it, Miss Livingston? Sure, I would. Go ahead and play it. Okay. Say, Miss Livingston, would you like to... Oh, well. What, Dennis? Never mind. Let's sit this one out. (laughs) Yes, I'd rather just listen to it. Speak 
Rochester. Rochester, don't turn the corners so fast. Don't worry. Boss, these taxi cabs can really take it. Rochester, I've told you a thousand times this is my own private car now. It's not a taxi. Anyway, I'm going to have the color change. It's getting to be ridiculous. Rochester, you're coming to a red light. Watch it. I see it, boss. Hey, Bud, mind if I share this cab with you? I'm sorry, mister, but this ain't no... Driver, no one's asking you. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly, mister. Hop right in. Okay. Maple Avenue, driver. Uh, nice, uh, nice day, isn't it? Yeah. How far are you going, buddy? Oh, I'm going much further than Maple Avenue. So you pay me and I'll pay the driver. <laughs> That'll save time. <laughs> I wish he'd step on it. I'm in a hurry to get home. You are? Yeah. I don't want to miss the Fred Allen program. What? <laughs> there. Gosh, boss, how could you reach the brake from the back seat? <laughs> Never mind. This is where you get out, mister. Why? What happened? What did I say? Get out. Get out. You can't put me out of this cab. Hey, driver. I'm sorry, mister, but you'll have to get out. Oh, I do, hey? Well, my name is Brown, and I'm going to report you to the president of this company. Mr. Brown, you may not know it, but you were thrown out by the president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and star of stage screen, and taxi cabs. That's telling them, Rochester. Let's go. Sure is crowded in this store. I wish I'd have done my Christmas shopping early like I did last year. You gonna buy any gifts in here, Rochester? No, I already did my shopping. You did? Where? At Saks Central Avenue. <laughs> now, let's see. I want to get something for my girl, Gladys Zabisco. But I don't know what. Why don't you ask the floor walker? Yeah. Oh, mister. Uh, mister, are you the floor walker? If I'm asked that question again, I'm going to smash somebody right over the head. <laughs> what are you mad about? I just asked you if you were the floor walker. You see this carnation in my lapel? Yes. Or what do you think I am, a long stem? <laughs> oh, then, uh... Then you, you are the floor walker Of course, I'm not rugged enough to be a customer <laughs> Now, what can I do for you? Well, I'm interested in something for my girlfriend uh, what, uh, what would you suggest? Well, what does your girl look like? Well, she's kind of thin and scrawny And her hair's sort of stringy But she really has a nice personality She has a little turned up nose she has two ears, and they, uh... Well, everybody's got two ears. On the same side? <laughs> Rochester. That's the way she combs her hair. It's a large bun. Well, I don't know what to suggest. Why don't you try our harness shop? <laughs> Oh, don't be so smart. Come on, Rochester. I'll find things myself. 
Let's go over to this counter here. Pardon me, miss, is this the perfume department? No, this is the cold cream counter. Can I smear something on you? <laughs> no, no, thanks. I'm not interested in cold cream. You know, we're short sure of help, so they split my week between cold cream and hot water bottles. Oh. <laughs> three days a week, I'm greasy, and the other three, I'm overheated. <laughs> Well, I, I feel sorry for you You know, for 20 years I was behind the perfume counter Nothing but perfume for 20 years Perfume, perfume, perfume Well, that's too bad, Miss, uh, Miss, uh Just call me Stinky <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Miss I have to buy something for, uh Hey, boss, look Here comes Mr. Harris Where? Oh, yeah, hello, Phil Hiya, Jackson Hello, Chester Hello, Mr. Harris Doing a little shopping, Phil? No, I came out here to see Don Wilson. Don Wilson? Yeah, he's playing Santa Claus here this year. No kidding. <laughs> well, how, how'd he get the job? It wasn't easy. He had to take off 20 pounds. <laughs> hey, can you imagine Don being Santa Claus and talking to all the little kids, telling them about, hey, wait a minute. Have I got a wonderful idea. What is it, Jackson? Let's pull a gag on Wilson. Now, Phil... You go over to the boys' department and get dressed up like a little kid. Yeah? And I'll go down to the women's ready-to-wear and dress up like a woman. See, I'll be your mother. Okay, and I'll be the mean widow kid. <laughs> Boy, will, will we fool Don. Rochester, wait for me out in the car. And Phil, I'll meet you in front of the toy department. Okay. I wish Jackson would hurry up. I feel like a dope standing here dressed up like a little kid. Oh, boy, look what Jackson's missing. Hiya, babe. Shut up, it's me. <laughs> now, come on, let's fool Don. Come on, we'll go over and fool Wilson. Remember, I'm your mother. Now, gather round, children, gather round, and I want to talk to each one of you in turn. Now, uh, let me see. Who's next? Uh, my little son is Santa Claus. Oh. My little son is Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, madam. Now, where is your little boy? Now, where is he? Oh, clear water. <laughs> clear water. Here I is, Mommy. Isn't he a darling? Yes, he's a cute little rascal. Now, Clearwater, tell Santa Claus what you want for Christmas. Go ahead, don't be bad. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. Now, Clearwater, clap saddle. <laughs> tell Santa what you want. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Clearwater, take your foot out of your mouth. <laughs> there. Now the other one. <laughs> That's better. Now, little boy, tell Santa what you want for Christmas. I want some grape nuts flakes. Grape nuts flakes? Yes, my mommy and my dad would. Well, he tells me that they're toasty brown and they're sweet as a nut. <laughs> That's right, my smart little man. And they're a whole grain cereal. You're absolutely right, Santa. Oh, how cute. Look at that nice little boy sitting on Santa Claus's lap. Such pretty golden coils he's got. Yes, that, that little boy happens to be mine. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Now, tell me, Sonny, wouldn't you like to have a bicycle? No, I want a drape nuts flakes because they're delicious, nutritious, and not rationed. That's right. <laughs> That's right, and what else? Well, there are basic seven foods, the kind of food my dad would. He wants me to eat more of. Well, well, well. You certainly are a good little boy. You should be proud of him, Mrs. Clapsaddle. <laughs> Oh, I am. Now, Clearwater. <laughs> Clearwater, say goodbye to Santa Claus. Goodbye, Santa Claus. <laughs> goodbye, Santa Claus. Goodbye, Phil. So long, Jack. <laughs> oh, darn it. He knew it. He knew it all the time. Why are we gonna do now, Mommy Deal? <laughs> oh, shut up, you little jerk. <laughs> Come on, let's get out of here. There's a certain phase to the effect that you can't take it with you. But tonight I'm going to tell you about something you can take with you and should take with you every morning of your life. That's the zippy up and atom feeling that you get when you eat the right kind of breakfast instead of one of those sip and run affairs. Breakfast is the stoke up meal, you know, the time when nutrition experts say we need at least one quarter of our day's nourishment. Well, for two grand tasting stoke up foods, let me just mention grape nuts and grape nuts flakes. Because the experts also agree an adequate breakfast should include a cereal with whole grain food values. And that's certainly grape nuts and grape nuts flakes for you. Both are crammed full of all around whole grain nourishment, including iron, niacin, vitamin B1, the morale building vitamin. And good, say, wait till you taste that zesty crispness, that distinctive nut sweet flavor. So eat a good breakfast, do a better job. And for extra swell eating, make it tempting, nutritious grape nuts or grape nuts flakes. Well, folks, that finishes uh, another program, and we'll be back with you next Sunday night at the same time. Meanwhile, my cast and I want to send Christmas greetings to all of you, to all of you here at home and to all of our boys and girls in the service here and abroad. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Grape Nut Sweet Meal. Yes, you bet. The swellest new hot cereal yet. Get Grape Nut Sweet Meal. It's a prize in the big new package, jumbo size. A thrifty treat, you'll all admit, with the first delicious taste of it. Yes, quick cooking Grape Nut Sweet Meal is rich and hot and brown, with a grand roasted wheat flavor, luscious full-bodied texture, real whole wheat nourishment. Get hot Grape Nut Sweet Meal in the time-saving, money-saving, new economy-size package. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. KFI Los Angeles. Exciting flamingo nail polish, noted for exceptional...